Welcome to the Fit 30, the only podcast for your health, fitness, and lifestyle needs. Episode 7, Windsor's Karate Kid. With Mark Anthony Santoro. Today's episode is sponsored by Beyond Yourself Supplement. If you want some great protein, BCAA, a pre-workout, or multivitamin, it's the place to go. So what we'll talk today, Matt? Well, today we are very excited because we have a great friend of mine, Mark Anthony Santoro, uh, also known as Windsor's Karate Kid. He is a former world champion and multiple-time national and provincial champion in karate. So we are very excited to have you on the show today, Mark, and uh, we have a lot of questions for you, and I think it's going to be great for a lot of people to learn some alternative sports, such as karate. So to get started, why don't you tell us about how you got started in karate? Well, I got started in karate when I was seven. It was more of like an activity that I did on the side because I was doing uh, travel soccer, actually. And then I started competing when I was 12 because I didn't make it to the upper tier team. So I ended up just going to a tournament just off Luke and uh, enjoyed it and just started going through with that. So it was it was really kind of off a of fluke that I really got into it. Oh, wow. Um, so it's been yeah, it's a crazy. long time, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a while. <laughs> How long exactly would you say you've practiced? I've practiced uh, karate in total for 14 years and uh, competed just less than that. So it's, I competed for a long time. It was, it was a good time. And uh, what is the highest level belt you've gotten and the greatest championship you have won? My highest belt that I got to was my second degree black belt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a little unfortunate because uh, as, a, as a kid, I was more focused on the competing side. So I never really uh, continued with the belting thing, which is something I, I think in the future I'll, I'll continue to do. But uh, my, my greatest uh, championships, I, I don't really have like one that I would put on a pedestal, but I have some greatest accomplishments. Uh, what I did was when I was starting to compete after the first tournament, I did, I did well. And that's kind of what got me all hyped into it. And then I went in, uh, through this losing streak. I lost for two years straight, which really, which really was a blow to my ego. And, uh, my, my first accomplishment I'll say is when I started to get ranked in those top four, four seats, that's when I really, really started to hit my stride. So I was really thankful for that. Uh, another one is when I won my first, uh, world championship it was with my partner alexa out of london we trained together since i was 12 and uh we did we decided to do this team form event and we won in spain in 2006 so that was the first time i would won my world championship status so that was a really special time and then the last time would be when i was competing in ireland i won my first individual world championship there and that was special because I was actually the underdog in the category because I was competing against two legends actually from Canada, one from London and out west and one from um, Montreal actually. So oh, wow. <laughs> to be competing against them, I was, I was pretty nervous, but I, I ended up pulling out top with the training that I did. So that was, that was probably my third accomplishment that I'm really proud of. You well, mentioned something about like uh, increasing your belt level. Uh, like yes. how high can you really go? You said your second degree black belt, right? Right. And uh, you can go up to at least 10 degrees and uh, it, it takes a long time to be able to do so. So the way it works is that you every time you test, you have to wait uh, the number of years of that belt. So if I was going for my third degree, I'd have to wait three years from when I got my second degree black belt in order to test. And then I had to know all the forms. You'd have to know self-defense and different uh, attributes as well that went with that. And the cool part is too, that they don't just test on forms and self-defense and what the forms represent, but they also you have to go through 
what they call a fitness test. So it's pretty much like a whole day devoted to testing your fitness because obviously that's a big part in karate. So that was pretty much what we had to endure when we were going through testing. It's it's a hard process, but you know it's worth it in the end. It's a real sense of accomplishment. Yeah, it seems crazy. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a really good idea. Yeah, Not in I the guess, moment though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to be disciplined and stuff for sure. It's crazy. Definitely. And um so you you talk about like training and stuff. What kind of method or style or frequency that you you train? Uh when I was training, I was training with different uh, organizations actually. So when I started and I was going through that losing process, I had this group out of Kitchener. Uh their family name is the Shamoons. They really picked me up and, and started me off. They took me right under their wing and taught me how to train because uh, when I when I went into training, normally students start as as a younger belt, and I started as a black belt. So I wasn't even used to the whole competition and circuit thing. So I had a lot to learn, a lot to catch up on. And they took me right under their wing and taught me what I needed to know. And that with them was actually where I, I went to my first uh, Canadian uh, and World Championships. And then once I started doing that, I was training seven days a week. So I was training Monday, Wednesday, Friday at my home club in Windsor. Tuesday, Thursday, I was teaching. And then with, with being able to be an assistant teacher, I could use the club after to train as well. And then on Saturday, we either had a competition or I was tra back in the gym. And then Sunday, and I was up in Kitchener. So I Pretty intense. With yeah, it was it was a really intense cycle. A lot of traveling and no days off, all just to get all the training in. All just all just to to go and be the best, really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did you follow a certain diet uh, while training, or I was actually it's funny. I was I was pretty lucky because my mom uh, she never really allowed junk food in the house. We were the house that was no <laughs> no junk food. So I never really had the ability to to eat anything like that. You know, like my bread wasn't even like whole wheat. It was like Ezekiel. So it was, it was Best very, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Best you're lucky, man. <laughs> yeah. So my mom kept it on point. I never really had to worry about that. And when I got older and traveling, like my, my nutrition slipped a bit, but I had my coaches there too to keep me in line. I was always eating like a lot of fruit, a lot of grains, a lot of protein, a lot of tuna, Um, you know, we had home cooked meals because my grandmother lived in London, so I really didn't go out that often. And uh, I just kept to the, the necessary what I need to get. And plus, I was young, too. So they didn't want to control my diet so much because though I was a competitor, I still need to grow and, and grow muscle and gain and move at a natural pace. But they wanted me to be making sure I was eating healthy and staying in the right means so I could perform better. You think your diet played a big, a big role in your uh, success? Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. If I wasn't eating properly, I wouldn't have had the energy to be able to pull those seven days a week and I wouldn't have been able to, to do and compete at the level I was. It's all about the nutrition that your body's taking in as well, right? So mm -hmm. if I didn't have that side of it, I definitely wouldn't have succeeded as much as I, I probably did. So in terms of things uh, with your diet though, Obviously, it's a little bit different than, you know, say a weightlifter who might go through like a cutting or a bulking phase. Obviously, you didn't really do anything like that because you had to stay within a certain weight class, right? So did Correct. your weight ever fluctuate like very much at all? Or did you guys really just try to keep it at the same way like all year long? Uh, generally, like it would fluctuate throughout, throughout the year, but we generally tried to keep within uh, the same thing. Sorry. <clears throat> so the way we did that was... 
uh, for world competitions, you have to be in a certain weight category. For regular tournaments, they have different weights, but it's a little more lenient, especially when you're a small guy like me. It's not, it's not hard to stick within those categories. But for worlds, I used to have to cut weight. Uh, I used to have to go through all that thing, kind of like what the MMA fighters do. We had to make sure we were eating properly. We had to watch what we were intaking. And actually, one time, I remember that I decided I wasn't going to do that and I was going to eat what I wanted. And I had <laughs> a significant amount of weight in a short period of time. And that was probably the worst time. So I'm glad that we, uh, we did and reformed that. <laughs> so just, uh, just on the side for everyone who's listening so they can get an idea, uh, would you mind telling us like what your stats are for height and then what your weight was like throughout the year and then what you would usually cut down to for tournaments? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was probably floating around like five 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 six i didn't really i wasn't really tall so uh, i was in the lighter categories my weight in pounds was about 135 i would say is what i tried to stay at and i would fluctuate between 138 to 135 like not that much of a gain at all Mm -hmm. and um when when competition came down it was really trying to stay 135 or, or lower until until the competition, until I weighed in, and then we tried to gain it all back. <laughs> and what That's changed awesome. in your what changed in your training? Like when you were trying to cut weight, what what kind of um, techniques did you and your coaches employ into your life so that you could you know make sure that you made weight? We were already doing a lot of cardio just in general because with karate, there's a lot of cardio involved. But it would just be amped up. Like we did ridiculous amounts of cardio when when it was time to start cutting weight it was making sure that we were getting like those fluids like the water in i was taking glutamine uh a lot of the time to help make sure that i was i was getting back into the swing of things in my whey protein and uh that that sort of thing we really didn't uh mess around with too much extremes like no pay, uh no garbage bags though i kind of did that on my own <laughs> You know, we we really tried to tried to keep your weight intact, especially since I was a young competitor too, right? You don't want to really mess around with that when your body's still growing and making changes. Yeah, for sure. And um, in terms of training, how long is a workout like a typical workout every day? Uh, typically, my workout would be an hour and a half. And uh, when I went to the club, depending on how many uh, classes I did or what what the schedule was, a lot of the time we were training two hours. So. And when I started training in Detroit, when I got out of Kitchener, I went to Detroit and London where I trained under Mike Bernardo and Richard Plowden. And when I was training with them, I was training in the States and they would do an hour of pre-workout. So what we did was <laughs> running, a lot of uh, sprinting, a lot of just basic exercise like push-ups, sit-ups, all that stuff. We go to the gym, throw techniques. So I think we at one point we were throwing like a hundred kicks off each leg and like a hundred <laughs> punches like and then we do like a round of fighting after that so it's a lot of Damn. strength building slash like cardio really we did a lot of cardio a lot and of then, endurance building stuff right yeah, yeah and mental building for sure oh definitely definitely <laughs> <laughs> that's it's hard man to follow like this intensity all day you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard to keep up with it <laughs> but if that's what your life is like kind of centered around I'm sure it kind of makes it easier because it was uh, we were in high school at the time uh, when a lot of this was going on, right, Mark? So I mean, it, it makes it a little bit easier than say if we were in university or college. Oh, definitely, definitely. The fact that I was in uh, high school uh, made it a little easier because the courses aren't as heavy. Like you're still trying to do the best in your academia. Obviously, I, I had to do school and and karate at the same time. But it makes it easier because you still have the same mindset. School was like kind of my break. I would go to school and I would get a break. 
And then I would go train like right after. And some days I'd even leave, uh, leave classes early, luckily, to go up to London to train. So No kidding. Yeah, I know what you mean. For it was the same thing with uh, hockey. Oh, yeah, for me, <laughs> definitely. I was gonna say the hockey must must uh, correlate directly with this. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, yeah, Mark was doing hockey pretty much almost every single day, right, Mark? And yeah, nine times per week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy. exactly. So, no stop. <laughs> no, no similarities stop. there. Uh, for this one's for Mr. Santoro, of course. Uh, we got to get your opinion on. Obviously, what are some things that you love and kind of dislike about karate, both on a professional and personal level? Things I love on a personal level about karate are definitely like the community that you build. Everywhere, though it's an individual sport, you really feel that team mentality and team uh, togetherness. And everyone's pushing like each other to help get better. I love that about the sport, you know, because it, like for me, I'm, I'm very competitive. And I want to be on top, but you know, I need like the people that want to also be at my coattails to push me to, to stay on top. If you don't have someone or something that's giving you that extra push, I don't feel you succeed as far. And so I love that. And I love that anywhere like that I went, like whether it's Montreal, whether it's out west, whether it's in Ontario, whether it's in the States, you had that community and you guys were all generally friends. So it was really good. We were really close family. Uh, the things that I dislike about the sport, maybe more so on a professional level, and I guess it's personal as well, is that it's just so uh, diverse. There's so many different uh, avenues you can take in competing in karate. So there's different circuits that you can do. There's different types. There's like traditional, you can compete in a tra more traditional setting or sport karate, which was what I did. And there's no real sanction to what is one karate thing that you would see in the Olympics with Taekwondo or with Judo. So I wish that there'd be more of like a, a, like a governing body that maybe center, centered it and attached all the, the different organizations together so that we could be more professional in that sort of sense. It's one thing I wish. Yeah, I guess the style of the karate like, changed from country to country, you know? Yeah, it's, it's very different. And every, every little uh, club sometimes makes minor differences too. So it's hard, it's hard to keep them all together. But, you know, if we, could, if we could somehow figure out a way to do that, I think it'd be better for the sport in general. Mm -hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure, based on, you know, all of your opinions on karate, there's got to be some sort of, I guess, parallels that you can make between, you know, the professional karate circuit that you were on and, you know, currently your life today, the kind of challenges that you face today, even though, you know, you're not competing at the moment. Definitely. There's, there's a lot of parallels that, uh, that you, can, you can speak upon. Like I'm doing this whole fashion blogging thing right now. And just in that sort of sense, you know, there is a huge community of people that, that blog for fashion and do that sort of thing. But realistically, you are on your own. You are doing this for yourself and you mm -hmm. are trying to be the best. So it's a lot of the same mindset. You have to, you have to know mind over matter. Sometimes it's hard to get out a blog in a week. Maybe you're having writer's block or something like that. But being able to overcome those things and think mentality and think about focus and going and being driven to achieve your goals that's what really I've taken away a lot from karate and especially in school too, you know, like it's hard when you have five courses and you're trying to do other things on the side and you're trying to pave your career. But you know, when, when it comes down to it, it's gotta be that mind over matter kind of mentality. You gotta go out there and you gotta do it. So you gotta have that focus and that drive and that determination to go out and get it done. In the same direction, like 
how would you prepare yourself mentally for a championship or a daily practice? Because I think it's really important like to have a certain routine or to put yourself in a certain mindset. Definitely. I agree with that. You know, uh, I'm a big fan of music. I like listening to music. So I had this playlist I would listen to every time before I trained and before I competed. Because like you said, consistency is very important. You know, it's what your body gets used to and then you're just ready. So when you're going into competition, you're doing the same steps and you're making the same ways to be able to compete at the same level. So when I was in the gym, uh, I really made sure that I had my music. I listened to it the same way I would before a tournament. And then I kind of told myself, uh, and this may sound cocky, but I always would tell myself, like, I'm the best. You know, I don't train this hard for nothing. I'm not training to come in second place. I'm training to, to be the best. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> so, you know, I was always pushing myself and just kind of giving your, your mental cues. And that doesn't mean going out and, like, spreading it all over Twitter and tweeting, like, I'm the best, I'm the man. But, like, just telling yourself and reassuring yourself, that that's what you're doing and that's what your goals are and setting those goals for training and to, to make it to the bigger goal of being a world champion or being uh, whatever you want to do, gaining more weight, whatever it is in your fitness and personal life. I think that's what really helps. You got to have that reassurance and you got to convince yourself and tell yourself that you are going to do it and you are the best. Yeah, you certainly have to believe that you are the one. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that tell you you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of parallel between like karate and and fitness or any kind of sport. I think it's crazy. Definitely, self improvement is everywhere in the sport. I think. Oh, definitely. It's always about bettering yourself. You know, no matter what uh, activity you're undertaking, right? It's just to make yourself better than you were the day before, right? Oh, exactly. That's that's what it's all about, and and that doesn't even just relate to fitness or karate, but in life, you like you know you gotta you gotta self improve. If you're not improving, you're just staying stagnant. So uh, I'd rather be the one improving. <laughs> Makes a lot of like sense that. to me. <laughs> me too. <man. laughs> Crazy. So obviously, you know, given what we've talked about so far, karate's been a huge part of your life, Mark. Um, so what do you do today to kind of keep karate alive with you, even if you're not competing? Uh, today... Though I'm not competing, like you said, um, I'm doing this. Or I'm involved in this organization, I should say, called Kids Kicking Cancer. I was fortunate enough that my coach in the states uh, brought this to my attention, and they opened up an actually uh, a practice here in Windsor, and I've been doing that. So what we do with Kids Kicking Cancer is we teach basic karate moves. We focus on the mental abilities and improving themselves, and uh, focus on like meditation sort sort of activities as well. To help get them through times and it's for kids with like cancer that have cancer or maybe their family have cancer and it's just a really good community to to get everyone involved and you know what i think i gain a lot from them as well because it's when you're put in such such a state at a young age where everyone's saying like oh this is very bad and for them to come out and give 100 110 percent every time that they show up it just shows me that if they can do it, like I need to do that too. So it's really good for me to be able to give back in that sort of capacity. That's wow, really man. amazing, man. Yeah, amazing for sure. <laughs> wow. It's, it's uh, good. It blew my mind. Good job, man. <laughs> good job. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, big karma points for, uh, for Mark on this one. For sure. Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah, because like I'm doing like kind of the same way with uh, children around the world. I give right. like to a foundation and stuff and... I'm sure like that play a big role in their process of uh, becoming more, going to school and learn uh, that life can be hard. But if you surround yourself with the right people, you can uh, do whatever you want. 
Definitely. And I think it's awesome that you do that too. I did notice that on your website, though. I thought that was a really cool thing that you did. (laughs) Thank you. For sure, man. It's a big message. You know, it's uh, it's not about self, it's about others. So while we did just talk about self-improvement through uh, physical activity and things like that uh, in life, it's always important to remember to give back to people and to be able to help others out so that they can become more as well, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So Mark, would you ever uh, start competing again or you know, even as so much as doing your daily, uh, daily practices again. Oh man, I know this is going to start some stairs. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely, definitely would want to compete again, but on the same capacity, I don't think I'd ever return to doing the amount of tournaments I was doing, or maybe even at the same level. I'd like to show up and, and do a few tournaments like once, once in a while and be able to get back into it. Because again, it was such a fun time and it was so great to be a part of that whole thing. And even maybe just go back and judge tournaments would be great as well. Uh, in regards to practicing, it's funny that you say that because uh, I've been thinking a lot recently of going back to my gym in London, in Detroit, and it's just fitting in the schedule right now. And I know my uh, my coach is listening to this. He's going to tell me he's from Missouri, meaning that he wants me to show him instead of tell him. But <laughs> it definitely it definitely is in the works. It's, it's definitely going to be happening soon. <laughs> Keep going, man. I think you can go far again. With that <laughs> mindset, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how important is uh, physical fitness uh, to you today? Uh, physical fitness definitely is one of the most important things to me today. Uh, you know, doing so much and trying to do more and maybe biting off a little bit more than than I can do, you have to be able to stay alert. You have to be able to stay well and be able to keep going and keep moving forward. And without the physical activity and having that that place where you can just release all the stress and get rid of everything and, and it's almost like a like a I don't I don't even know, but like a sanction where you can just let everything go. Just not worry about what's going on around you and just release everything in the gym. Yep. Uh, you can't you can't move forward without that. That is definitely something that you need to have. So it's super important to me to be able to stay fit and still work out and still hit the bag and do all those things. I agree. <laughs> For sure. I, I tell Mark all the time, you know, whenever he's uh whenever he's stressing out about something <laughs> and he's telling me, I'm like, okay, did you work out today? And if it's a no, no I was like, well, okay, <laughs> for sure it's out. No. <laughs> as soon yeah. as he's like, done, man, he's back on it. He's focused. He's like, okay, let's do this thing. So. Yeah, that's like, so oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work out almost every day, man. If not, yeah. I cannot function. Or... I go crazy, man, honestly. Even yeah, off day, it just drives me nuts. So. I just need to move or do something. I cannot like sit on my chair all day long, man. Oh, yeah, especially, man. If it's uh, since so much of the work that we do is like, uh, you know, on the computer and stuff like that. If you're mm-hmm. there all day, man, you go crazy. So yeah, because like people like think I'm a fitness model, but I'm more like the computer guy, man. I always, <laughs> I'm always on my computer, <laughs> and that just goes to show you too, man. It's it's uh, about an hour a day, so no excuses, everybody. You can still do that. Have a job where you know you do a lot of computer work, but an mm-hmm. hour a day, it's all it takes. You know yeah. what? And speaking on that too, I was just reading uh, an article in GQ where they were saying that it's actually most important for people with the upper paying jobs and that are doing those sort of things to stay active because otherwise they won't be able to to do what they need to do to get done throughout their week. They need to be active. That has to be part of their routine and they have to be in there and doing it. They just did an article about, uh, I think it was like 12 ways to get fitness into your routine. So I thought that was a great article done by them as well. Yeah, for sure. I think every employer should have like a gym in their business or oh, oblige yep. their employee to work out or just take a break and move. Or even 100%. just like a discount on a gym pass or something. Yeah, because you're <laughs> way more productive when you're active. 
Exactly. It's crazy. You can definitely be more decisive, make more uh, concrete decisions. Yeah, focus and just better. focus on yourself. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, <laughs> so it's an excellent tangent that we went off on there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good message for all the employers, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But, you heard it uh, here first. <laughs> for uh, for Mark, um, for anyone who's uh, who's listening to this right now and might be wondering to themselves, you know, because you know karate is a very fascinating sport and it's very cool. If someone's just looking to get into it, what is what is the first thing you would tell them? Uh, the first thing I would tell them if they're looking to get into sport karate specifically is to find a gym, work hard, and give it your 110%. Ask the coaches. Make sure you're asking the judges too when you're competing. You know, even when I was competing and, and if I won a tournament, I go up to the judge and ask where I need improvement. And I don't think a lot of competitors really do that enough because they, ne- they need to know. Even when you're at your top, you're not perfect. No one's perfect. So there's always something you can be doing different. So getting involved, just doing it and putting yourself out there is is just part of it. That would be the first step I'd say to do. Just just go do it. You know, you can you can make excuses for everything, but until you go out and do it and try it and continuously improve, then you're not gonna you're not gonna see the success. And it shouldn't matter if you had a world class gym or maybe maybe you feel like this is just like the YMCA or anything. It doesn't matter where you are. Karate's karate, and you can you can improve. There's YouTube now. There's so many outlets that you have to go and help yourself improve and get better. And just go out and and make sure that you're making this part of it, and make sure you're always trying to improve yourself. I love that. it's all i think man seriously it's crazy (laughs) it's got to be a fitness thing man like it's got to be the same mindset yeah it's something that you you can do just to improve yourself to be more disciplined i think and when i talk about charity it's always about discipline right and that's that's exactly what it is it's about the discipline and really the mind over matter you just got to know that there is going to be obstacles that you're going to hit there's going to be people that are going to be in your way. But if you, can, if you can train and you can work hard and you can see what you're doing wrong and improve on it, then you can ultimately overtake any, any obstacle that's in your way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be floored yeah. because it's like yeah, exactly what we're thinking over on this. Yeah, thing. that's what we share every day, man. So. <laughs> Life-minded people, man. <laughs> it's a great message, man, seriously. And it just goes to show you, like we've mentioned before, I think this was the very first episode we ever did and we were just talking about like it doesn't matter what your what your activity is, whether it's weightlifting or in this case karate or Pilates or yoga, whatever. Just be <laughs> active and you'll see all of these kinds of things that come along with it. The 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 desire for self-improvement, the discipline that goes along with it, and the way that it affects your everyday life and how it all the positives that come along with all that stuff. Like you will notice it when you start to find your routine and find what it is that makes you happy to just get active every single day. It's very mm-hmm true and this just goes to show you it's it's in every single activity yeah i think i will start karate man (laughs) that's amazing i did once like when i was like two years old or something then i did some kickboxing and box yeah Yeah, but uh yeah karate it's some always something that i i was looking like to maybe start or something just to i don't know focus more on myself and yeah i think it's a, a great way man to improve yourself mentally Definitely. I think though the one thing that karate really, really helps, even for like older people, younger people or whoever, you know, is that you're just doing a routine 
like especially with the forms, you're doing a routine, you know the form, you know how it's supposed to be held out. So you're not really have to focus about anything else that's going on in your life, girlfriends, like exes, whatever is going on. You don't have to focus about it. You're in the gym, you're doing what you need to do, you're burning up a sweat and you're you're doing it for yourself and it's for self-improvement. So, you know, like making sure that you do all that stuff is definitely definitely important and like anyone can do it and it would help with anything like you see it you see it all the time with athletes yeah so do you say have- there's anything wrong with like starting it let's say because you know uh, mark's 23 you know i'm 21 is there anything really wrong or is there any reason to be discouraged about say starting karate at our ages no definitely not uh, i used to see kids come in all the time that were older younger uh, you know, I started at a young age and even at my age, starting at seven, that wasn't really like the norm. Like most people start younger. Most people start when they're like three or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so technically I was like starting as an older kid and, uh, you know, it's just for everyone. I was actually talking to one of my professors about it too. He was, he was in the military, but wanting to do like a karate thing to stay active, stay involved and not like high impact. He didn't want to lift too much weights. He just wanted to get in shape and do that sort of thing. And karate is a great way for that. And I would almost say it's better for uh, older people as well that want to stay active, but don't want to, don't want to exert like going to the gym and, and possibly hurting themselves and whatever. It's a good way to, to still stay active while not exerting like your yourself to being, I don't know, injured by maybe lifting too much one day or something like that. Uh, okay perfect well there you have it everybody there you go so if you're wondering about you know if karate is right for you it's definitely something that you can look into regardless of your age yeah or just try it if if you're not sure and you want to do it just go and try i i I think they give like a free pass maybe one day yeah i think they do a couple i think they do a couple days where you get it for free yeah do a couple intro classes i think usually it's a norm yeah yeah so just go and try it (laughs) perfect Oh, I did notice that uh, we pretty much hit the uh, thirty-minute mark there. So I'm gonna <laughs> go <quick>. ahead and <laughs> yeah, it really flew by there. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and grab a, a fan question just so we can get one in for this episode. Uh, Nathan Brecker, who asked us a little while ago um, about the possibility of maybe creating a cutting series for the team fit section. So, Mark, what do you got for us? For sure, we'll have one. We'll have everything in Team Fit Seriously. It's <laughs> because I just upload everything I'm doing right now. I I did upload a lot of um, lean muscle building program because I'm in this phase. But um, I have some couple of I have a couple of photo shoot that's coming, so I will have to cut down a bit, and I will record a series for for Team Fit. So it will be intense, like always. <laughs> and, uh, Did you expect yeah. anything less? There you yeah, go. no, no, it will be crazy, seriously. <laughs> um, so be prepared uh, mentally, physically, but uh, yes, you will see that uh, this year in Team Fit for sure. Perfect. So there is a cutting series, it's going to be <laughs> on the way. Just got to be patient, like everything else. Yeah. Uh, and on that, I think that's probably a great way to cap the episode off so uh don't forget guys um if you have any questions for uh, mark santoro don't forget that you can use the hashtag tf30 on twitter facebook instagram whatever if you guys want us to bring him back on the show because you've got more questions then uh go ahead and ask those questions we'll read them and we can bring him back on if you guys want if you guys want more um you can keep up with mark on facebook twitter instagram and he actually does have his own blog on wordpress 
He's an avid fashion blogger. So if you're into that sort of thing, Mark, go ahead and tell them where they can find you. You can find me on WordPress at marksantoro.wordpress.com. It's soon to be changed. We're working on getting a new website, so stay tuned for that. But marksantoro.wordpress.com is where you can find the blogs. Yeah, and we'll put the, all the important link at the show note of this show at marfit.com slash session seven. Uh, so if you want to have like his link for his blog or his Twitter or whatever the links that you want, everything will be there. Um, and that I think will close the this episode, uh, Matt. Perfect. So there you guys have it. This was episode seven of the Fit 30 and we will see you all next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.